This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. BSBOT, some number coming straight to you after an NHL draft that lasted eight hours. Gregory, was there anything more enjoyable than watching every member of hockey media complain about how long the draft was? Uh, it was really fun watching every member of hockey media complain about how long the draft was while I had electricity. Right, and then you and lost then I stopped it. having electricity. Yes, so we were, we were recording Just later. Just terrible. Uh, it, I, I think I've been waiting there we had some pretty wicked storms during the summer where I was surprised that I didn't lose electricity. But that's the one thing about working from home that you just cannot control, right? Right. It's Can't four o'clock. It. It's the busiest time of day for me at work. And I just didn't have electricity for four and a half hours. Very good. Now we're back. Welcome back. Glad to have you. Um we're here. here's what you we're missed. Family. Rangers drafted tall guys. Tell me. Tall guys. Tall, tall dudes. Tall boys. I know. We're yep. we uh it's it's the next summer of power forwards all over again. If you aren't six four and above, the Rangers don't want you. That's just that's just what. How tall is Lafreniere? So let's see, five eleven. Let me check. I actually don't know how tall he is. I'll double check. Is here. it is this because they had to channel their inner midichlorians or whatever they're called yes. to get these players? Cooley is how you pronounce that name. Apparently, um, I thought it was Gooley. Is it is it Gooley or Cooley? Yeah, with a G. Is it with a C or a G? I think it's with a C. It's Cooley. You're it talking. Might- you're talking Leas 2.0, right? It's Cooley. Yeah, okay. I, I, I don't know why I'm taking your word for yeah, it. Yeah, don't listen uh, to me. I'm an idiot. Uh, no, I, I'm, I'm going to trust you on this one because I can't, get in, I can't get in trouble with pronunciations because I hang out with you. That's true. Um, so let's recap. Lafreniere is 6'1", by the way. So he's above 6 feet. Thank God. Praise be. Um, let's recap what happened in the past 24 hours. And at the end of this podcast, we have a live reaction with our friend Drew, who was on the podcast on Monday He's officially double dipping uh, into Blue Shirts Breakaway this week, which is very nice of us to let him on twice. Wow, how grateful. Um, but really the reason we called him is because we were shocked and appalled that the Rangers traded up uh, to take Braden Schneider at 19 when we felt like that wasn't necessary. Drew says some not-so-nice things if you're a Ranger fan that I'm not sure you'll truly love, um, but we cut, a, we cut into him, so at, after the break, you'll listen to Drew. It's an instant reaction. My thoughts have changed a little bit, Gregory, like very little, um, since we did the instant reaction, but let's, let's go through the whole thing. Let's do the, the happy first, shall we? Uh, sure. Alexi Lafreniere, New York Ranger. Pretty cool. That's literally, I don't have much else to say here. <laughs> right. It's, uh, I don't have anything to say about individually about Alexi Lafreniere that we haven't already said that really smart people have come on this podcast and already said, I will say this. And I, I, I'll, I'll use this comment as a precursor for everything else we're about to talk about. Mm-hmm. It almost didn't matter what else the New York Rangers did 
there was no way for them to have a bad draft because they got Alexi Lafreniere. So all the criticisms that I'm sure we're going to have and we talk are. about in the next coming minutes here, I just want that preface that even if the Rangers decided not to make any more draft picks or just take the wrong player every single time, they had a good draft because they took Alexi Lafreniere. Anytime you take the best player in the draft, don't care what else you do, you had a good draft. That it's, I just want that out there on the record because we're, we're not going to be as nice moving forward, I don't think. No, anytime you take a semi-generational player, you win. That's it. Se- that, that's my new thing for Lafreniere, semi-generational. He's like if, a half if of City Crosby. If you walk away from the draft with the draft's best player, you had a good draft. I, it doesn't matter what else you do. You, every draft has a prize. And right. right now, the Rangers have the prize. And I'm going to do so, something that you didn't think I was going to do right now. And I know, you're, I know you're surprised. Me? A, a couple weeks ago, on this very podcast, maybe it was six episodes ago at this point, we had an ending where we talked about the Mets. I know. Shocker. What? But it was about like the 11th best prospect on their team. And it was about oh, Kevin Smith. Kevin... Uh, excuse you, twelfth best prospect. <laughs> Sorry, twelfth best prospect, starting pitcher, relief pitcher, prospect, Kevin Smith, and the, uh-huh. and and the Mets trading him. But it wasn't really about Kevin Smith, was it? It was about no, it sure wasn't, Ryan. I believe I was angry about the process. It it was about the process and the theory of what your team does and how uh-huh. they do certain things, and that's what Greg and I are about to be angry about moving forward. Because oh, you betcha. Do I? agree or know anything about these prospects like have i watched a full game of any of these players no let's get this out of the way have i watched a lot of lafreniere highlights on youtube yes cool anybody else no absolutely not there i know people that study prospects and i trust them that's all i can do as a person who is an absolute dummy when it comes to not only just regular hockey but especially prospect hockey cool but i do know how what i at least i believe how good organizations are run and how you should view certain values and such like that so i think we can all but confirm when we say this later in the live reaction that the rangers knew for sure that the devils wanted to move up to take schneider okay cool they well not not even the devils didn't have to move up right because the devils had picked one correct they and they need they wanted to go in front of the devils to get schneider because they saw him as the last quote-unquote the last good defenseman on the board of in a draft of which they they thought there were four defensemen and he was the fourth Okay, mm-hmm. cool. So they jump up and they trade a third round pick. Gregory, is would that third round pick likely ever turn into anything? Probably not. Uh, odds are stacked against him. Correct. Odds, after you get out of the first round, the odds of you being an NHL player, let alone a top six player or a, a top four pairing player on defense or even a goalie, is, is very, 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 very slim. You're stacked. So go get your guy. Cool. But to go up and get a player who you just got the best player in the draft. We said this, right, Greg? Like we went in and we said, Hey, we got the best yep. player in the draft. Awesome. Semi-generational <laughs> Alexi Lafreniere. Um, definitely an awesome get. Now you could swing for the fences and there was a lot of high talent available out there. And again, I want to state, I'm not a prospect expert. I don't know, but the people like Drew, the people like Sam Stern, the people like Cam Robinson, people I follow have a lot of these guys a lot higher and, th- and say, Hey, these are tremendous talents with great upside. And the upside on Schneider just like, quote unquote, isn't there according to prospect guys. You know, he seems like a big bruising uh, defenseman who, when they described him, was similar to Dylan McArath. And like, 
is the gritty beat him up tall start like quote unquote shutdown defenseman with a limited offensive game. Awesome. But when there's other players available that are just as highly ranked that are just like that possibly better than a Schneider, according to a lot of different um, needs here. And when it's not your organizational need, the right-hand defenseman, even though you can make a case for it, and we will, that they do need more right-hand defensemen in the system. Um, it's almost inexcusable to, to go up a couple picks and give away an asset like that, unless you truly believe that's your dude. And that's what bothers me the most. Am I going to root for Brandon Schneider? You bet your ass. I hope he's awesome in four years when he makes his rookie Bra- debut. Braden, I just... I oh, just, sorry, before Braden. Before we get yelled at. Yes, you're right. It's it, Braden Schneider who played for Brandon in the WHL. Uh, that's why my brain does it. It's also every other reason. But yes, Braden Schneider. Yes, I'm going to root for him. Is he... Is he likely to be a good NHL player? Yeah, actually, a lot of the reports say, like, this guy's gonna, he's got a lot of the talent already to play in the NHL. He could be a top forward pairing defenseman. Right-handed defensemen are rare. Like, I don't hate the pick, especially, like, a day later, now that we're reviewing it. I'm not totally against it. The jawline is unbelievable. But to sit here and say, I hate that the Rangers traded up to get that guy is is true. I hate it. Like, I don't understand, especially when Maverick Bork was there and a lot of other players who I think, who I think from what I've been told will have a way higher upside. And the way you win the cup is when you hit on home runs, Alexi Lafreniere fell into your lap. You hit one more home run. You've got Igor, you've got Fox, you know, the whole deal, the Kako, you've got the whole, you, you have everything in your lap at this point, hit one more home run and you have a real special thing brewing here. But instead, you went the safe route again, and it doesn't make sense to me. That might have been my longest rant in Blue Shirts Breakaway history. I'll, 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 I think I'm going to make you angrier with what I'm about to say. Mm, interesting. <laughs> thinking, thinking about it more, I find it even more frustrating the day later. And like you said, this almost has nothing to do with Braden Schneider himself. Literally almost nothing. Almost nothing. Yeah. I, Schneider, it's not Schneider's. First of all, Schneider has no control over where he gets drafted. Schneider clearly, even if us being critical at him at 19, say this is the guy the Rangers traded into the second round of draft at 35 or 37, somewhere in that range, we only have, we probably say the upside potential isn't great, but this is a really good pick considering where the Rangers are on the board. It's simply because of where the Rangers took him and when they took him. But the thing that makes it even more frustrating for me is you think about the last three draft classes the New York Rangers have had. In every draft class, the Rangers have had multiple first-round picks. 2017, they were so confident that Leah Anderson was going to be a bona fide regular in the NHL that they swung for the fences with Filipino at 21. Filipino was ranked somewhere in the high 40s, low 50s. He was essentially nine months younger than everyone else in the draft class. We didn't know how he would develop at the time. We remember hearing people tell us that if he simply was born a couple days later, this is a guy that might be a top 15 pick of the next year's draft. So the Rangers literally swung for the fences on a 17-year-old, and it seemingly worked. The next year, Rangers take Vitaly Kravtsov ninth, uh, eighth or ninth overall. Ninth. Forgive me for not remembering the it's exact ninth. draft order they had. I want to say ninth. It's ninth. Um, but the second, they had three first-round picks that year, and they traded up in the first round again to 22 to take Keandre Miller, who was just nothing but potential. A former winger who was being moved to defense had only been playing defense for a couple 18 months at that point in time untapped potential is what the term was when people were describing keandre miller's upside and then niels lundquist after keandre miller was considered more of a safe pick but because the rangers took keandre miller it a lot of people said 
do whatever you want to do with the next pick. This is the guy who's just got nothing but upside, nothing but a ceiling, boomer bust type of pick, see what happens. And it seemingly worked. The next year, Rangers get Kapokako. Uh, the second first round draft pick they have, instead of taking a young player, they use it in the Jacob Truba trade. So they again turn that second pick into an immediate need. So you look back at the last three drafts before this year, and the Rangers have always used their second first round draft pick on either a super high upside play mm-hmm. or they've turned it into a help me now asset. And this is the first time in three years where the Rangers went safe with that second first round pick. And the thing that makes it most frustrating this year is this is more than any other year. You could have made this argument last year too, but this year particularly, you're good because you took, again, everything we said, there is nothing the Rangers could have done. Nothing the Rangers could have done to have a bad draft because they got Alexi Lafreniere. So it's, it's just frustrating to use your second first round pick and use your third round pick to trade up for a guy that just doesn't have that kind of upside. The upside the Rangers have been drafting. It, I, it would be one thing if the Rangers had just been a conservative team in the draft all these years. If, like if, if this was a typical pick for the New York Rangers, I, don't, I think we'd be frustrated that the Rangers wouldn't be breaking norm. But at least we'd have a background, a history to go off of to say this is kind of what the Rangers do. They'd rather go for the high floor versus the high ceiling. The thing that made it more frustrating to me is this is the first time the Rangers kind of packed up shop and said, fuck it, we're not, we're just going to take the high floor guy. They've always gone high ceiling in the late end. But of the, 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 way you, the way you phrase that, Greg, it's like, yeah, that would be cool if they did it at 22. <laughs> they traded up to get the high floor guy. That's what makes yeah, it I, so annoying. And the thing, it, I, I, am, I am conflicted with this pick because – I sit here on this podcast every year and say, you have to take your guy. I don't care position. I don't care all of these extenuating circumstances. If that is your guy, you have to take your guy. And take best available player, no matter what the position is. Right. And our board, our friends' boards, Sam Stern's boards, Drew Way's board, all of these boards that we ingest on a daily basis leading up to the draft. It's important to remember that those aren't the boards the Rangers have. The Rangers have different information than we do. It doesn't matter how informed the people we have in our life are. They'll never be one and one, right? The only person whose board is one and one is Bob McKenzie because he knows all. And Supposedly, just... Bob McKenzie's board is made up a lot of, um, or rather the rumor is the Rangers' input has a lot of what to do with Bob McKenzie's board over the years. So well, I, Bob, Bob himself says that he, the way he stacks his prospects bo- or draft boards has more to do with where he thinks prospects are going versus where prospects should go. Interesting. Right? Like Mel, Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay, when they make their Todd, boards. Todd, 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 Todd. They're specifically doing it from a talent standpoint. Those guys make their boards for where each player should be drafted, not where each player will be drafted. Bob does it from will this team draft this guy. Like – Jack Quinn was so high on Bob's board, not because he thinks Jack Quinn's going to be special. I'm sure that has something to go into it, but Jack Quinn was high on Bob McKenzie's board because Bob McKenzie was confident Jack Quinn was going to go early. Um, but yeah, again, the, the rant I was originally on. Always draft best player available. I wouldn't, I don't think I would have been, if Braden Schneider was the pick at 22, I would have been like, all right, I guess. Again, part of it is 
smart people have told us smart things about other players that were available. Mm-hmm. So it's always going to be a hard pill to swallow. But it's it's the pro it's the practice of giving up an additional asset to get this specific player, even if he's the best available on your board. I think you have like for it to be a right-handed defenseman. If he falls to you, fine, take him. If he's the best player on your board, go for it. If that is the guy that's left standing in your personal board and you're up at 22, go for it. None of us can say anything. That's your ranking. It is what it is. It's the fact that the Rangers went out of their way to acquire the player, to keep him from a rival, all while he plays a position that none of us would classify as an immediate need. No, no. People who cover the New York Rangers. I and listen, so that, I, I've been told today countless times how valuable right-handed defensemen are. Like I get it, but sure. And I mean, think about it, Ryan. We're we're only what eight months removed from the Rangers turning their fifth best right-handed defenseman into Julian Goche. So like, yes, in theory, you could always turn assets into other assets, and I'm I'm all there for it. I I think you and I would agree. It we I think the Rangers would only make this draft pick if they felt like they had a move coming. Not that Braden Schneider is going to immediately no, help this team even in the next three, to three four years. years away. Yeah. Yeah. But the Rangers, I don't think would use these, this many assets to acquire that specific player. If they didn't at one point in time in the very near future, have an opening that he possibly could fill. Yes. I, I totally agree. So again, I hope Schneider's a beast. I hope he's a monster. I hope when he comes up, he wins the Calder. But we, that, that'll be what I, it, the process is what annoys me the most of all of it. Let's get to Elias Anderson, shall we? Uh, speak of the devil. Speak of the devil himself. Speak of the seventh overall pick from 2017. He is now a member of the Los Angeles Kings. Uh, well, part of the reason he's likely a part of a member of the Los Angeles Kings is because his dad runs the European scouting department and probably said, hey, why don't you trade for my kid? All right, Greg. Uh, did I like Leah Sanderson pick at the time? No, we, but we did come on this podcast and we hyped him up and say, like, he had like the captain attitude, you know, throw this, throw the silver medal, etc. He never worked out here. We'll, we'll never know the story of what happened between him and the New York Rangers. It'll never come out. Um, I wish it would, cause I'm very curious as to what happened. His play never showed the talent never showed. And he's now he has a fresh start in the Los Angeles area. Um, we've talked about what his value could be on the show a million times, and I know which way you're going to go here, and I totally agree with you on this. Uh, it's a sunk cost fallacy with Leas Anderson. It doesn't matter that he was a seventh overall pick at, at, any, at any point. After he was taken to the New York Rangers, his value is totally different. Yes, it is an absolute, and I think you'll agree with me, a failure on the organization to have a top 10 pick and to have them bust. That's how you ruin your organization moving forward. Luckily, we want a second in a first overall pick. Let's see what happens with Kako and Lafreniere moving forward, but Leas didn't work out. To get a second round pick, even though it was the last pick in the second round, for Leas Anderson at this point is considered a massive victory, and I'm assuming you'll agree with me. Yeah, I, I just, again, I the thing we've talked about on this podcast too is I wonder how different fans would view the 2017 draft, if you just told them that they took Filipino first, like if, if, if you just go up to a random fan and said, the Rangers actually used seventh overall in Filipino and Leah Sanderson was the 21st overall pick. I just wonder how much different the conversation is. I've it, always wondered that, but it's a, it's a at good the same amount, time, I think. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean, it's the fact that the Rangers used the seventh overall pick on Leah Sanderson instead of someone like Gabe Velarde or Owen Tippett or, 
a handful of other players. Those are the, just off the top of my head, the only two that I can think of. Um, yeah, it it stinks. I said on Twitter today that in a vacuum, turning Leas Anderson, who we had talked about on this podcast, how you and I had doubts they could even get a fourth round draft pick for him straight up. There are questions about whether he's <laughs> I think ever going to come over. A fifth would never happen like a couple months ago during quarantine. I, yeah, I, I, we had no reason to believe it would. Because the, the second point is, if Elias Anderson remained with the New York Rangers, we had doubts he would ever come back to the NHL. Forget about, forget about playing for the Rangers, just to the league in general. I think the Rangers found the one team that maybe could lure him back because, again, there's the whole family connection there with his dad as the head European scout. Mm-hmm. Um, if you told me two weeks ago that Leah Sanderson was going to get traded and the return would have been a late second-round pick, I don't think a single human being that follows the New York Rangers would have considered that a bad move. I think part of the problem there, – there are two problems. No, th- no you're, you're rating Raider fans really highly, even though we have a lot of Raider fan listeners here. And I might actually be one of them because I wanted the Leah's – uh, reclamation project i think he could have had a shot but there but now we know clearly there was no way there was he was ever yeah. coming back i've been trying to tell you for months you that had. he wasn't coming back i had hope i don't know why i the rangers the the pr move the rangers were doing with leas was to in my opinion restore some trade value i don't think there was ever a chance he was ever going to put on a new york ranger jersey again uh so while i think leas anderson for 60 overall can be good there are two things that happened that I think are fair to criticize New York Rangers for. The first is, how the hell did this ever happen where we're saying that it's a good thing the Rangers were able just to get back a second-round pick for Leah Sanderson? It is a, a failure from an entire organizational standpoint that they couldn't figure it out with Leah Sanderson, whether it was them bringing him over here too early, whether it was only giving him limited minutes when he was here in New York, whether it was not communicating with him enough about what they needed to see from him in Hartford, whether it was the Rangers simply neglecting Hartford to a point where it was detrimental to prospect development before uh, John Davidson stepped in last year, whether it was the man rocket, he can get it right. Always being given an opportunity ahead of Leah Anderson during rebuilding seasons where the one thing you definitely should be doing is just force feeding your young kids opportunities. Um, it shouldn't have gotten to the point where we are celebrating the fact that the Rangers got a second round pick for Leah Anderson. I think that is completely fair to bring up. And I think that is completely fair to point out. So while I can say a second round pick straight up for Leah Anderson is a bit of good business, you are well within your right and you are well within fairness to criticize how the hell it got to that point with Leah Sanderson. Absolutely. And then the second problem, of course, is uh, everyone immediately didn't like the, the pick. No, but I, the immediate reactions to uh, Cooley were poor. I think it turned around least. a little bit, but yeah. Um, at that point, again, prospect Twitter was just burning today if you're a Ranger prospect person. Just people you loved end up going in like the fifth round when you thought they would get taken in the second, et cetera. Uh, just real quick before we get to Cooley. Uh, this is Gordon on Leas Anderson. You take a guy that high, you hope he has an impact sooner than later. At this, at this point in his career, it's hard to say. Maybe we brought him over too soon. I don't know. It's just a lot of things didn't go the way we wanted it to. And that's easily, you can criticize that. Just like you said. Right. Because 
just think about it. How is Lee is different from Heedle, who has been given more opportunities with the Rangers at a younger age? How is Lee is different from Kravtsov, who it feels like the Rangers are intentionally being more careful with, maybe because of what's happened with Leah Anderson? How can you be that critical of, I, I guess, specifically those guys, right? Because it has to be a top 10 pick. Like, we can't compare him to Lundquist or Miller because those guys were taken much later in the first round. Mm-hmm. Um, I the Rangers were the Rangers themselves were the ones that said we drafted Leas Anderson because we feel he's NHL ready. The Rangers were the ones themselves that said his uh, hockey IQ and his leadership qualities are a big part of why we wanted to invest in him specifically with his pick. It, it, it's not us sitting here saying that we were repeating things we were told by the New York Rangers. So the new, I will say this. Again, I it's 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 awfully hard to sit here and say the Rangers did this well today because of how many things went wrong. But you also have to give credit to the Rangers for just admitting that whatever happened there was bad. There's nothing we can really do to fix it at this time. We now need to maximize what we can get from this asset. And I I think they did. I don't think the Rangers could have gotten more for Elias Anderson. And I don't think it would have been good for the Rangers just to keep Elias Anderson because you drafted him seventh overall. Couldn't so I, I personally, I hope Leas goes to LA. I hope he crushes. Same. I hope he does. Same. I, I, he seems like, he seems like a great kid. Uh, I still love his flex in the world juniors when he threw his medal into the stands. I still back it. He's, he's a, he's a fun kid to root for. I hope him nothing but the success. At some point, the Rangers needed to cut bait. They cut bait by getting a second round draft pick. It's a shame it got to that point. I don't think you can be critical of that one part of the move you can be critical of everything else around leas anderson but i don't think anyone could come talk to us today and say that the rangers should have gotten more in a trade for leas anderson right just not possible yeah i don't know much about cooley i know he's a a, a shoot first kind of player 20 goals uh one of the four players in, i believe in the ohl i'm i'm not quoting that directly i saw a tweet today i'm sorry um who scored 20 goals last year so i uh it could be a good value. His Star Wars knowledge is pretty on point, it seems, except for he picked the wrong favorite movie. That's okay, but happy that he was... Revenge of the Sith is a weird favorite movie. Real tough one. Well, it's got the good, good uh, fight scene. It's got a great fight scene. Not not, not the biggest fan in the world of him saying he models his game after Tom Wilson. Me either. Um, I think I tweeted, end me. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I, the, the thing with saying you want to model your game after Tom Wilson, like there is a part of your game for big wingers that it makes like Tom Wilson's a solid scoring forward. But when you say the name Tom Wilson, we don't think big bodied, solid scoring winger. We think dirty fucking player. Yeah. 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 You think, you think, you think bad. It's like, it it would be like a relief pitcher saying they want to model their game after John Rocker. That's because Rocker is a a left-handed pitcher who throws hard. Yeah. Yeah. That's not why he picks his nose on live TV. Um, yeah, <laughs> New York fans just want to throw batteries at him. That's why people want to be John Rocker. Well, before we get to Drew, uh, and, and this section of the BO, BSBOT, um, I have to say, uh, watching, we did a live stream of the draft last night and you're actually going to hear, uh, Drew calls into the live stream. We recorded 20 minutes of it. It's pretty, um, brutal. <laughs> so, uh, stick with us. It's, it's saddest I've ever heard Drew. Yeah, for sure. So stick with us on that. Uh, but but we did get get to watch this draft a little bit uh, together last night, Gregory. And I have to say, I hope they do it remote every single year. The first round only. Yes. Because yes. getting in people's apartments, 
and houses and locations they chose to get drafted in was fire. It was absolutely the best part of it. Lefanier lives in a hotel. Some dude had like a uh, like a, a polar bear rug. People were hanging dresses on on plant hangers. Chandeliers hitting people in the face. It was awesome. Someone so, someone was literally living inside a volcano. Yeah. I believe is what how Pete Blackburn described it. Yes. Uh, it was yes. My favorite my favorite part of the first round wasn't just that we were going into all these people's homes or. In the case of uh, Tim Stutzel, his brewery out there, <laughs> uh, or even Cole Perfetti, who was apparently in like some rinkety ass gymnasium yep. with a random upper deck sponsorship behind him. Uh, my favorite part was the NHL not thinking about supplying these guys with reliable internet. Not even. And I think that made it even better for me. I also, before we throw to Drew, uh, I do think it's worth pointing out oh, that. Oh, the Ryan Strom thing? Sorry. Exactly. No, no, we'll uh, save Strom for. Mo- I, we're going to have a lot to talk about Strom on Monday yeah. because I think we'll have some finality there. Uh, same goes for Tony D'Angelo at this point in time. Um, I just want to say, for as much crap as the Rangers got for taking Schneider, whether you think it's deserved or not, and for as much crap as some people gave him for taking Cooley, whether you think it's deserved or not, the Rangers did well late in the draft from everything we've been told. Yeah, they they took three straight players that everyone is really really excited about and didn't think should have been on the board and the fifth or sixth round before the Rangers started taking power forwards. So it, it gets to a point where you wonder if the Rangers had just taken those um, prospect darlings in the third round earlier, whether people would be talking about this draft in the same way. I don't know, but it credit where credit's due. The, the Rangers ate a lot of poop for what they did with Schneider in the first round whether you agree or disagree. And they ate some more poop with what they did in the second round, whether you agree or disagree. But from from what everyone was telling us, uh, it sure sounds like the Rangers did great in the fourth, fifth, and sixth round. And first overall, Alexi Lafreniere era is here. All right, let's uh, take a quick break, and then we'll come back and you hear a live reaction from our our live Twitch stream that Greg and I did called Drew. Uh, he picks he. He picks up saying, uh, you know, I just told my wife something I didn't want to happen, and then it happens, and he goes on quite a rant. Um, but I'd be remiss to, to not let you all listen to it. We'll be back uh, on Tuesday. Uh, we won't be able to do an emergency podcast this weekend. I will be gone, so if anything crazy happens, you're going to have to wait till Monday night. Sorry, everyone. Love you, and we'll be back. Transition. And I said to my wife, I said – the hope here is that in these next three picks, mm-hmm. Ridley Grieg and Braden Schneider are selected so the Rangers can't fucking galaxy brain this and take them at 22. And not only did they take Braden Schneider, but they trade fucking up to do so. Are you? <sighs> it's, yeah, it's brutal, so, man. Drew, Drew, my, the only reason the Rangers would trade up to take Schneider, they must have had him super high on their board, right? You're not trading a third-round pick to move up for a guy that's simply 15th or 16th on your draft board. I mean, listen, the – I mean, they, they might. I mean, the, at the end of the day, trading a third-round pick – like, people like us overrate third-round picks. So, like, at the end of the day, moving a third to get a guy that you like, even if you're, he's around 15th on your draft board, like, that's fine. It's – but I, I'm not – it's – and, and I get, like, the, the traditional pundits and Bob McKenzie and all of them had Braden Schneider in this range. So, like, they're sitting on TV like, this was a good move. This is big kid, la di da da But, like, yeah, no, I, I'm going to go do this based off of how I see it. And I see him as a mid-second round pick that the Rangers just traded up to get in the middle of the first round. <laughs> so, 
I, there's nothing nice I can say about it other than, hey, I hope I'm fucking wrong. Yeah, I I hope you are too because it's <laughs> that's a cornerstone. Like you know, it's funny. Like it takes so much to win a cup, but sometimes those those first round picks really matter, man. And they got a hit. And, and now you just drafted another right-handed defenseman who is uh, not going to He's not even a lefty. Yeah, he plays right I mean, he's, he's. I mean, he's. It's. It's just. It's. It's a galaxy brain move. It's. It's. He's big. He. He's good in the zone. Zone. It's. This move is looking at your roster and looking like, where are our holes. It's like, oh, own zone play and size and this and that. So this is we. So we really like him. But I. I, I seriously, seriously question whoever the Rangers scouts are that are in charge of scouting the CHL to come away with. Yeah, this is a kid that is worth a mid-first-round pick. And not even that, but is worth us trading up to get him. Like, if they just took him at 22, then, you know what, that that sucks. I'm upset, but whatever. But the trade up to get him is just fucking asinine. I know. it's. I, I honestly, I'm, I'm really, there have been a few times in my life I've been left very surprised by something that happens in terms of sports moves, but... I, I get it. I, look, I, who, I, I've, I've preached taking the best player available, no matter what position, no matter what. I even said it yeah. before the Rangers traded up to take this. That team, sh- it doesn't matter if you have six centers. If the best player available is a center, take the center. That's all fine. And, like, that, that's still true. I still believe that. Like, at some future date, Braden Schneider could become a valuable trade chip in his own right. But to trade, for me, it sends a different message when you're trading up to get a player, and we've seen it time and again, the New York Rangers, for whatever reason, have a clear distaste of playing defensemen on their offhand. Mm-hmm. There is no position on the New York Rangers roster that seems more set for the long term than right-handed defense. Um, even if there's questions about whether Tony D'Angelo is or isn't in the New York Rangers' future, and it's to trade up to take a right-handed defenseman who has, I think, the, the nicest thing we could say, mixed grades when it comes to uh, draft rankings. Especially when, look who's still on the board. Hendricks Lapierre, Connor Zeri, Maverick Bork, even someone like Noel Gundler. These are guys, the Rangers' depth issue in their prospect pool are forwards. And I know they have Cabocaco. I know they took Alexi Lafreniere tonight. But the one position where the New York Rangers seemed good specifically was the right-handed side of their defense. So it's very, I, I'm having a hard time understanding why they would have traded up to take a redundancy. Oh, I mean, the answer Even if the is, plan is said before. It's, I don't think you need to question, like, why did they trade up? Like, the answer is clearly they had him rated highly enough to warrant this in their minds so my question is what are what are they doing to have him that highly rated i don't know and again listen i i hope i'm wrong i I hope here here's the hoping that this is the most wrong i've ever been on this stuff because if 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 five years from now we look back and say this is a smart move this is probably the most wrong i ever was about a draft related item yeah, you have to think that the Devils, they had intel that they wanted him, and the Rangers were like, all right, we're going to trade up before the Devils, because the Devils took a... He probably... I, I, I tweeted jokingly saying, here's the Devils taking Schneider at 18, because right. I, the Schneider is... 
based on the fact that they traded for Kevin Ball and, and all that, or with the Tyler Paul trade, like Schneider is exactly the kind of defenseman that they like. But again, I'm sure all this stuff you guys are saying makes sense. I'm, they probably had intel that the Devils or the Blue Jackets liked him. They probably, um, you know, had him rated super highly and all that. That's all true. I mean, it's obviously true. My question isn't trying to figure out why they did this. The, the answer why they did this is clear. It, it's they they viewed this as a good thing to do because of where they had him ranked and the intel they have. My question is, why did they have him ranked that high? Right. And it, and you're hoping the answer isn't size and speed, right? Something more tangible. Than that. I mean, like, again, like it's size and speed is a good thing to have in the defenseman. It's just, it's, he's just, when you're looking at other guys on the board, whether you're, no matter how you look, in my opinion, no matter how you look at this, if you're someone that overrates upside, he's not the highest upside player. If you're someone who overrates potential to be a contributor at the NHL, he's not the, you know, the highest floor, you know, NHL floor player there. If you're looking at his best defenseman, in my opinion, he's not even the best defenseman there. If you're looking at positional need, he's clearly not the positional need answer. I just, I, I don't, Again, I mean, the answer is, like we said, it's clearly they had him ranked probably somewhere in the 10 to 15 range. And my question then is why? Yeah. Well, and enough with the because he's fucking big stuff. Yeah. I mean, you even saw, like, you know, it's always a bad sign when when the highlight package they show after a pick is almost entirely centered around the fact that he's a big, good Canadian boy who plays in the WHL, which is known for defense. These are all tired-ass cliches. I have yet to hear, like, an actual good reason for why this happened. They pretty much describe Dylan McElrath, right? Like, that's it. I wouldn't go that far. Dylan McElrath could never skate, and Braden Schneider's a very good skater. But, and, and, but it's, it's just, it's, it's just, like I said, I mean, I, in terms of feeling, like literally, like all of the goodwill I felt about this draft, like I felt literally leave me the second I heard that. Once they said, once when Gorton was announcing it, and once he said Brandon Wheat Kings, I immediately just went, oh, you've got to be kidding me. Like they didn't even need to say Brandon Schneider. The second he said Brandon, I said, oh, no. Like the fucking. Right. Drew dropped off there, I think. I, I'm legit stunned. I'm legit stunned. Uh, I, all the things Drew said make a whole ton of sense he obviously knows more about this than any of us do it's 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 just having two picks in the first round of a loaded draft especially when you have number one that usually means you should feel like you have the freedom to take a wild swing if you want to take a wild swing Mm -hmm. i just someone's gonna have to explain to me why the new york rangers felt like the wild swing they needed to make was for a player who even three years from now just doesn't have a clear path to the NHL. And again, even, even with that, like I'm not even like, trust me, good questions to ask, all good points to bring up. I'm just so, um, as you can tell, because I keep bringing this up and over and over. And for the record, I feel like I just realizing now that we're actually recording. So keep this in because that's kind of funny. But Greg saying we there made me realize like, oh, this is all being recorded. But <laughs> it's all cool. But um, I'm just going to throw this out at the I, end of the OT tomorrow. No, no, keep it, keep it, keep it. I think it's funny the fact that I just came to this realization. But I, I just keep coming back to like why, like why was this their evaluation of this player? And again, like. I'm going to say it again. I hope I'm wrong. Here's the hoping I'm wrong. I'm not going to be that guy that is going to root against Braden Schneider because I want to be right. I am rooting totally for him. I hope he proves me wrong. But if you're just asking me right now, the way I see things like this is, 
I feel way more upset about this than I did when the Rangers took Olaf Lindbaum in the second round a couple of years ago and everyone freaked out. Like way, way worse. Not even close. Yeah, I, I hope you're wrong. I really do. Uh, you have him, I, I'm looking yeah. here. Uh, you have him, what, 50-something? Pretty... I have him in the mid to late second round. Yeah, I was like, what? That's why. I, I was so this... convinced it was going to be LaPierre, LaPierre or Bork or one of these centers like that were and, still on the board. I mean, if it was... just wasn't it. Yeah. I mean, if it was LaPierre, I would have been slightly disappointed that they traded up to get him. At 22, he's fine. If he falls to you, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But And I actually was prepared to be like, oh, they just traded up for LaPierre. Well, that's kind of a waste of a third-round pick. But, like, this is my, this is what's going through my mind. When they make the trade, I'm like, oh, all right. Like, if it's LaPierre, they just lit a third-round pick on fire to do this. But whatever, at least they're still getting a pretty good player that's an upside swing here. But Well, like, the concussion they, issues with him were pretty serious, right? That's the whole deal. Yeah, and that – and there's I mean, there's rumors that it was more of a neck issue, kind of like what Sidney Crosby had than a concussion. Yeah. But it's just – I, I, I think he's overrated. Like, I think Craig Button is nuts for his comments. Like, he's like a borderline top five player. Like, no, he's not. That's that's an insult to the players that all went in the top ten. Um, yeah, and, and the other thing that really killed me, too, is, like, my my future brother-in-law is a Sabres fan, and I was all ready to sit here making fun of him and giving him shit for the fact that they took, uh, you know, Jack Quinn ahead of Marco Rossi or, right. you know, given, you know, Habs fans I find to be utterly obnoxious on Twitter for the most part. Obviously, there's some good ones, but I was really looking forward to giving them shit for taking Caden Gooley. And then we traded up for Braden Schneider. Like, I can't, I can't do any of that now. Yeah. Now we just got to sit there and eat it all because there's nothing I can say because the Rangers just made the dumbest move in the first round of the draft. Well, the, the Blue Jackets actually just went super off the board. Um, I believe. Who they take? Igor Ch- uh, Chinikov. Chinikov. He's projected to go uh, in the ninety-three to two seventeen range, but for some players. Well, so... you know, at least they didn't trade a third-round pick to take him. Yeah, that's true. I, to be honest, I have no, I have no idea what they're doing. That's a guy like the player you just named. As I mean, I. I Obviously, you're butchering his name, uh, but yeah, I we know where you are. He, he's someone that I know for a fact I don't have in the top two rounds, and he's someone that I remember we actually were talking about him recently in this prospect chat. There's someone that's like, oh, he'd be a good like fourth round guy to get. Washington's moving up. Who now. did I literally? So after this pick, obviously, I feel a little behind the curtain here. You know, I obviously I, I DM'd you and Greg both, just saying some iteration of, you know, fuck this. Mm-hmm. And then you got, you asked me, Hey, you want to jump on real quick? So fine. That's cathartic. Um, and so I don't know what happened. So after the Rangers went 19, who went 20, 21, uh, 21 was, you know, the key. Uh, Columbus, Shakir, who went 20. Sh- Shakir, Shakir <laughs> went 20. That, that's really stupid too. So that's the fact that they just galaxy brained it when Shakir at 20 is, it's, so before we were mentioning that, you know, there's probably some intel that the Devils really want Braden Schneider. I guarantee you the Devils wanted Braden Schneider then if they're going Shakir at 20. Shakir is a – so take everything I said about Braden Schneider and it's like, okay, Shakir is all that, just not as big and not as good. Like Shakir is like, oh, he skates really well and he's a defenseman, but he's not actually good at hockey. Whereas, like, I obviously is being hyperbolic when I make comments like, you know, Schneider and Gould aren't that good. I mean, they're – they're good. They're, I project them to go in the second round of the NHL draft. Obviously, they're good players, but just I didn't personally view them as worthy of going in this, the middle of the first round, given all the other stuff. Um, so that makes me feel a, little, you know, I feel a little bit better now, knowing that the Devils took Shakir, because that's a terrible, terrible, terrible pick. 
Yeah, uh, I just saw Drew, that Brady Schneider's jawline is incredible, so I think I'm okay with the pick now. That's nice. No, he sucks. He sucks. <laughs> Drew, Drew, try try to put try to put Schneider into perspective for people. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's obviously not going to be ahead of Niels Lundqvist in prospect rating. No, he's, not going to be ahead of Keandre. Not be ahead of, right. Where uh, I'm guessing he's behind Robertson and Jones as well. I mean, no, he's on that level. But again, we're now talking about second and third round defensemen, not first round. So, I mean, that's the thing we, we want to put into perspective. He's probably the third best defenseman in their pipeline. He, he, he's like Matthew Robinson, Matthew Robertson, just you know, a little, you know, probably a little bit more well-rounded, um, a little bit bigger, a little bit better skater. And Robertson has size and, and good skating and all that. But, like, you're talking on the Matthew Robertson level here. And so, again, like, I'm not sitting here saying Braden Schneider is an objectively bad player. What I'm saying is it is terrible value to take him at 19 and even worse value to trade up from 22 to 19 to do so. Yeah. I, uh, if the Washington uh, Capitals trade up here, which they are, uh, and they take Maverick Bork, I think we just end it here. I think, I think we just call it a night, boys, at that point, because it's a hashtag tough one. Um, for the squad, we're gonna this, find out. In a this minute. is I'm 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 literally like thinking right now. What was the last time I felt this upset by something the Rangers did? It's been a while, and right? because you know I yeah, it's been a while because I've had no expectations for them performance wise on the ice for a while. Um, I mean, Carolina was a much better team, so I'd be lying to you if I said I was more disappointed or upset by how the Carolina no, playing series went. I was not. Um, you know, last year I was pretty happy with how the draft went. Um, the year before that, I understand, you know, people had their complaints, but yeah, I mean, honestly, like this is, I, this is the most annoyed I've been with something the Rangers have done maybe since they extended Brendan Smith to that contract. Yeah, that was a weird one. It's funny because it's such a happy night. Like, right, we get the first overall pick. It's awesome. We get Lafreniere. He it, it, he puts the sweater on. It's great. And then you just see. Please the... tell me you guys. Go on. Sorry. Please tell me you guys at least got some like good happy content on here before I join just to like shit on everyone's parade. Oh, Drew, I just shit on everyone's parade. Drew, I I bet a I bet a sizable amount of cabbage on Jamie Drysdale to go sick. So yeah, we. We we had happy content good. on this podcast long before you came. We on. didn't record. Right, we only good. we only started recording when you came on. But um, we will, oh, okay. we, will, we will be doing an open <laughs> to cut to this at, on the show. So don't worry. Okay. Yeah. Well, spring, sprinkle some happiness on onto it because we'll uh, I know first. I'm bringing everyone down. And yeah. and listen, at the end of the day, dude, like we we got Alexi Lafreniere. We the team is in a much better spot. It's just I'm a draft nerd. I spent considerable time into talking and waxing poetic about who the Rangers should draft for 22. We actually keep the pick. We don't move it. You know, I tweeted out just before they picked about how I think when we're five picks away, I was like, we're five picks away. There's three guys I absolutely love still left in Gunler, Mysek, and, and Maverick Bork. And then there's still a bunch of other guys that are perfectly acceptable. We trade up. And then that's when I tweeted, okay, I'm afraid now because, you know, there's no one left on the board to trade up for. There was nobody left. That's kind of how I felt right away. Like, I was like, wait, who would yeah, trade up no, for? Yeah. This is weird. Yeah, the, 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 immediate, the immediate gut reaction by anyone who, who knew what was going on with this draft should be, why the hell are we trading up? There's nobody on the board right now that is like clearly like a tier ahead of everyone else. Right. And, and I literally, again, I made the comment multiple times to my wife, I swear to God, if they take Rid- Ridley Grieg or Braden Schneider here, I'm going to be so upset. And then 
The second they start saying Brandon Wee Kings, I just want to die. Washington is picking Hendricks Lapierre after trading up. There you go. That's fine. That's fine. That's, I would not have uh, traded up for him, like I said before, but fine pick by them. Drew, what about uh, – I have a working theory. Maybe it'll help – I don't know if it'll turn your mood around. Maybe nothing at this point will turn your mood around. Uh, when the Rangers traded up, we had been thinking – Larry Brooks specifically mentioned the Rangers may have been looking to trade back to get more picks mm-hmm. into the second round. Do you think there's a possibility the Rangers are confident they can acquire a second-round pick by some other means tomorrow and they didn't have to trade back? I hope so. I mean, that that won't turn my mood around because that doesn't change the fact that they need the second dumbest move. Uh, yeah, second dumbest move in the first round so far. The Columbus pick, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. <laughs> like, I'm sorry. Like, yeah. like I, I understand that in drafts, like, Greg, like, I know, Greg, you in particular always hammer home. You take your guy, and I'm, like, 95% there with you, but you do need to have a little bit of an understanding of where other teams are feeling. And when you take a guy that most people think is a third-rounder in the first round, like, you have, you fucking overthought it. Um, so the Columbus pick was the dumbest move in the draft so far. And, and then I, I'm open to hearing that Shakir, taking Shakir in round one, it was worse than trading up for Braden Schneider because at least Braden Schneider, most people agree, is a first-rounder. I don't, but, hey, again – here's the hoping I'm wrong and everyone else is right. Um, so yeah, the point is uh, I'm not feeling better, but it would, Oh, I don't feel fine, but it, it, at least I'm happier if they get a second round pick, if they move Dylan Strom for a second round pick and draft Noel Gundler or Jan Mysak in the second round, then I, I'm almost back to feeling happy again. Well, let's hope that Schneider turns out to be, you know, as good as his job. Yeah. And I think then we'll be really happy. <laughs> Once we get that handsome up, kid. There you go. He, he's, He's a handsome boy, and but no, I, like I said, hey, again, here's to hoping I'm wrong. I'm rooting for the kid. My my takeaway from this is everyone, yes, I'm not happy with this, but I will not be that guy that roots against the Rangers prospect because I want to be right. I'm all aboard rooting for this kid now and hoping I'm wrong. Right, same. All right, uh, it's been a, it's been a fun little uh, mini podcast at the end of this OT. Appreciate everyone joining. Yeah. And uh, no, thanks. Absolutely. I, you know, it's good to get the instant reaction, right? It's it's good to get the feelings <sighs> right out. So let's see when Maverick yeah. goes. Huh? Hopefully, the Rangers trade back up into the first round. Eh, uh, you're not. just trying to make me even more upset now. Yeah, super All sad. Right. Drew, thanks so much for joining us. Talk soon. Thanks for having me. Yeah, Bye. Thanks, Love you. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.